1: well there's a beautiful beginning of a sunset right there and uncle ted is back on facebook live i'm coming on strong facebook live hey planet earth my name is ted nugent And we're about to do the uh, Ted Nugent Spirit Campfire with John Brankus in about a half an hour. I have an announcement to make. Today is uh, the 19th, is that right? The 19th of April 2021, during Clusterfuck pandemic, Chinese virus attack 21. I was tested positive today. A positive test for Chinese nineteen. Chinese virus attack 2019 So here we go I got the Chinese shit Truth, logic, and common sense
0: You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast And for the last six years, we don't know where they come from They sure do come (laughs) Ciao!
2: They sure do call.
0: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined, as always, by Little Blackstone (LBS), or as I like to call him, Pounds. What up, Pounds? I love it. I, you got to pronounce it right, though. You got to
3: have the "lil" in there, and I'm not Lil. sure if it's going to stick or not. Little uh, Blackstone. Maybe throw, yeah, maybe we should put up up on the put a poll up there on the page. Yeah, go see for if it. If people want, maybe a,
0: Little LC. Ooh, <laughs> LLC. Uh, that's, that should be your son's rap name. Uh. LLC. Uh, hey, LBS and LLC. No, I mean the thing is, though, is I actually after we did that episode,
3: I googled Little Blackstone, and it's available. There's nobody. There's nothing that pulls up for Little Blackstone. You type in Loose Cannon. There's actually a Loose Cannon podcast, which is a Buccaneers podcast. Yeah and all this other bullshit. Uh, and Aaron so- Baker,
0: a fellow podcaster, uh, he uh, oh, I should tell you, um, he, he did want me to pass on something that he, he loves the show. He really la- enjoyed your appearance on the uh, n- uh, Nirvana Nevermind episode of whatever, oh. Nevermind. Mind. Um, yeah, yeah. But he wanted to point out that as good as you did a job at that, there can only... He is a wrestler, as you know. That goes by loose cannon, and he wanted to let you know there can only be one. So I promised exactly. him I'd, I'd bring it up on an episode. So there you go, Aaron I Baker. Think,
3: I think I should just change it. I mean, what does it matter? They're all ridiculous. So anyway, I, I we think can it's move official on. in but, my
0: book. You, what's up? Oh, I mean, come on! It's moved up. My boy pounds.
3: Okay, so we're just moving forward. Okay,
0: <laughs> excellent. But anyway, so what's up? I feel great. I haven't been in any major car accidents lately. Uh, how about hmm. you?
3: Oh, yeah, so this weekend I was heading back from skiing. Uh, oh, from, it must be nice. Yes, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Went to the uh, town of Brick and
0: Ridge. And, and what a fucking shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and where they make circle. Coors Prime. I just made Excuse that up. Excuse me? I just made up a beer and, yeah, yeah, and no, a story. They, that's, so. cool. that's cool. Yeah, look, anyway. Jealousy and envy, okay? that's That's, yeah. that's my go-to setting. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. That's fine. So anyway,
3: so, so we're heading back on uh, on the highway. And, you know, it, as you know, the the uh, topography of, well, of Colorado is rather hilly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it is, as it happens sometimes, everybody just breaks all at once. So we came to a complete stop. I was in my buddy's car. as was the passenger front seat, just two of us. And uh, this car... <laughs> Like a Chrysler 300 just came like 45, 40 or 50 miles per hour, just slammed in the back. I mean, I sent you the picture. It's just toast. And then it (laughs) smashed into him. That car smashed into two other cars. And I just remembered, I I think I sound like a Tourette's, you know, uh, patient or whatever like that. Just all of a sudden, I went, fuck, fuck
0: him, you sneeze.
3: And I just went forward. I
0: can't imagine how you would have been uh, dealing with this. I I actually feel for you.
3: (laughs) But, you know, because I listened to to uh, as a boy to wear your seatbelt, I've got I'm basically bruised across my ribs. Like a, I call it the uh, the uh, Miss America sash bruise. Oh, basically, like, your chest
0: you know, is the front cover of Van Halen Diver Down. <laughs> there you go. It just has that... reverse. It, it, the white area is red, and the red area is white. That's your chest. Uh... Perfect. There you go. <laughs>
3: but like, but the the thing that's amusing is that uh, it hurts anytime I laugh now. Uh, but nothing's broken. Uh, no broken ribs. But uh, and then actually nobody that 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 pileup nobody's nobody got really hurt. So uh, mm. everybody was strapped in, and the airbags didn't go off. So I don't look like I don't know like I got into a boxing match or whatever like that. But, uh, yes, indestructible, Lil' Blackstone.
0: Right on, LBS. Uh, you know, uh, late 90s, the Black Crows did a free concert in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, and I was there with my boy Wilson, who I've mentioned on, on the phone. And we did, yes. once that was over, we all uh, caravaned. I had my car and him in his own. With, there was like a group of eight of us, so we had two vehicles. We were heading to downtown St. Paul to hit up a, a metal club. And one of those same incidents has happened on the freeway that connects those two downtowns, Minneapolis and Saint Paul. Uh, Everybody was able to stop on time except for one person, and that was uh, my boy Wilson. So uh, he's never cop to it, but I'm pretty sure it was because he was just jamming too hard and singing to the radio. Uh, You know, he was feeling good that night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, So yeah, he slammed into me, pushed me into the car in front of me. The guy in front of me must have been you. Well yeah, That's yeah, I, I was the okay. meat in this, this uh, three-carb sandwich. sandwich. Uh, okay. So I got hit on the front end and the back, and the person that I ran into must have been fucking hammered because he had to stop because of the car that was no longer there. Mm-hmm. OK So the, 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 per, the, the person that caused the whole accident was gone. This person got out of his car, and at this point, Wilson is basically having a nervous breakdown, and he just took off. Uh, like, he's like, and he had, him and Wilson had the worst damage of the three of us. And, oh, my God. And it, it just, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of that. It was probably a much slower collision because everybody stopped except for Wilson. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then, but,
0: uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. I,
2: I you, I'm glad
3: just, to hear you're okay, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, the per- reason is, is I was in a BMW X5, by the <laughs> way. And uh that kept me <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> that kept me protected because of the German engineering.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you drive it home? Uh no, that thing is done. <laughs> it's, it's
3: cooked. My buddy my buddy was just like I was
0: driving a fucking ninety-six Dodge neon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're not. And dead. you know what? fucking barely a scratch i i, I it cracked a, a tail light or i cracked a blinker light on the front and a tiny little scratch in my bumper it caved in the entire front end of wilson's car and smashed in the trunk of another toyota so two toyotas took all the heat and my piece of nice. shit fucking neon took took the beating yeah you don't actually have to preface it with piece of shit yeah, this is true. <laughs> you talk about a disposable car. Oh my god, those are the worst. <laughs> you know, I, I was young and it was fucking. Oh, no, I, I know
3: those are great, but, but my favorite is when you see the, the old Dodge Neons that are in the Barney purple color. Those are amazing.
0: It's you. you know how like sometimes headlights get kind of faded and kind of oh yeah uh, that. foggy right. Yeah, uh, the Dodge Neon was the only vehicle ever that that happened to the windshield on a regular
3: basis. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> horrible! Is that, are you sure that wasn't just your cigarette nicotine?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then was, yeah, all the like all the interior uh, panel just was yellow. All, uh, <laughs> that's beautiful, isn't it? When you're a smoker. yeah, I was a smoker back then. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's why I figured. Yeah, that thing had to stink. Uh, you just know, I had the windows down, neon. tunes cranked. It was all good. <laughs>
3: Personal hero Jim Steinem uh, died
0: today. Oh, this is big news. Uh, not that he died. That 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 somehow you know his name and he's your personal hero.
3: <laughs> I've always known his name just because I, I, I remember that I, I always knew that if Jim Steinem was involved with the loaf, it was a decent album. If he wasn't, it was unlistenable. That's yeah, all I know.
0: I, I, I totally disagree. There is one record by Meatloaf that is worth listening to. And he did work on that one. Anything else? I'm with Aaron Camaro. Bat Out of Hell is the only thing worth worth listening to by them. Not as you m- like to purposely misinterpret it, but anything that has Bat Out of the Hell in the title is worth it. No, that's... Uh, that, look, I'll that's do fair? anything, but I won't do that.
3: Yeah, I understand. I understand. So... You know, uh, it's just interesting, like that the career of that. Like every twenty years, he would put out a lap on the <laughs> had Hell on the title. It and, is and weird, yeah.
0: And but you know, Jim kind a, a personal hero of mine for getting what a <laughs> six figure payday for not producing a Def Leppard record. That my man really, I didn't a, know what was that. Yeah, he was uh, brought in to produce Hysteria. Oh, I didn't know that. I forgot that backstory when we did that episode. I don't know, you know if we covered it or that. not, uh, but yeah, basically Mutt Lang bailed out, and then by the time they they got done fighting with uh, Jim Steinem, Mutt Lang had had uh, a long enough of a break that he was willing to uh, come back and help finish, or read, basically redo the record. I don't... There's apparently recordings that they did with Jim, but... Uh,
3: God, I'd love to hear those. Those have to be so even more over
0: the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, Involved man. The, uh, rear I, I, don't, I don't know how produced they ever got. You know what I mean? They're, they're, anyway, I uh, think that's a that's a baller move, man. I think he got like at least... I can't remember what the number is, 60000 or, or 600000 but he walked away with a fucking solid paycheck for like three weeks of work and actually, I, I think a bit of a, a point on the album, too. Wow. What was the... Damn it, hold on. What's the Bonnie Tyler song? Oh, yeah. Uh, he wrote, uh, well, actually, I, I prefer the, the version from old school. Turn around.
2: Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all my years have gone by. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes Every now and then I fall apart
0: so the heart is one of my favorite uh, songs of all time.
3: I just wanted to mention that because I have one meatloaf story if I may. Absolutely,
0: let's get it and do it. Okay, so
3: there's this guy and uh, for for uh, privacy purposes, we'll call him Steve, Steve. that I work with and he had this just, you know, he invited everybody over for this big barbecue and and uh, you know, you got all the bags out there, ping pong tables, you know, it was, it was like 30 or 40 people and and you know when you when I've talked about when you go to a party sometimes that the choice of music
0: <laughs> defines the man. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah, I, and, look if you if you give a shit about music, I think everybody judges people by their music taste to a certain extent. But sure, but guys like you and I and our listeners, we are the fucking as much as we listen to fucking some garbage, we are yeah. the snobbiest of the snobs when it comes to like judging some fucker. Anyway,
3: carry oh, on. No, I mean I mean I'm sure you've had this where you've met somebody. They seem cool. You made them at work. And then you then you go check out, you go to their party and they're playing whatever. And all of a sudden, pfft, I write them off. I'm never going to talk to them again. They're fucking horrible people. Right? Uh, yeah, just cut them
0: out of your life. I'll share this now because I don't want to step on your story. But th- this is 100% true. We tried out a guitar player uh, before uh, Trouble joined the band. And everything went great. He was just a really good, uh, like, personality. He seemed to enjoy the music that we were doing, and he 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 could play fucking exactly the, the kind of stuff that we wanted. He was he he was a lot like Trouble as far as stylistically. I walked him out to his car, you know, basically, and we were. I, my plan was to go back and say, "What'd you guys think?" That kind of stuff. Uh, he drove a PT Cruiser, and it was over at that point. I was just like, "All right, <laughs> you are." Uh, I was, I shook his hand and said, "Yeah, all right, man. We'll we'll be in touch." And uh, I went back in and like uh, I was. Uh, I, I, I guess the drummer did come out with me. We both went activities, and, and I was like, "No," and he's like, "What? What?" And it's like he drove a fucking PT Cruiser, man. I that that tells you something about him. That's oh, and he was also very. He like told us all about it too. That that sold it. But anyway,
3: oh, that he had. Okay, so there's
0: so, a little well, Jesus Chrysler <laughs> nugget for everybody out there. Ah, there you go. I, I love it. And because we, so we, we are, get to his car are, and he's like, oh yeah, I get, I'm in this PT Cruiser club and and he detailed it like and <laughs> all with like little plastic chrome uh, attachments on his door handles and stuff and I was like, if that guy is that into his PT Cruiser, I just I can't be in a band with him. No, nope.
3: see, it's it's that kind of thing. It's uh, listen, <laughs> first off, the well, fun first I fact could say I was joking. We 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 like to not stay on uh, on the subject, but uh, so we all we went to PT Cruiser. Territory. Just so you know, do you know that the PT Cruiser is built same engine, same frame, same everything as a Dodge Neon, just that other thing put on top of it? I actually have
0: fact. heard that before. I don't. I don't know that I've been, been able to pull the nugget out like you did, but I did uh, hear that before. Okay, but they sell for a shitload
3: more, and it looks goofier. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the car. Here.
0: Uh, not, a, not oh, a man in a rock no, band would drive. So. That.
3: When, I, when I worked in the <laughs> rental car industry and we had that and it was like the last thing we would give the, we'd try to give that thing away to everybody they'd be like, you know what, I'll fucking walk. <laughs> like I'm not going to be seen in this thing. Oh man. And had, we had one with wood on the side too so it looked <laughs> yeah. like the, uh, uh, the I know car from Vacation. That. Okay. That was a sweet anyway, move. <laughs> so back to the barbecue. You ready to go back?
0: Yeah, let's get into your story now. Sorry, like I said, I knew oh. it was going to be kind of funny, and I didn't want to hijack it at the end of yours. So let's—I uh, don't care.
3: That's fine. Listen. So anyway, so we, so we go to this party. There's like 30 people from work there, and he's got everything set up. Like you go to a party and you judge it, Organized, tons of games out there, couple kegs, all that stuff. But enveloping all this beautiful outdoor. Enveloping. Summer. You were
0: just dropping the fucking multi-syllable words today. <laughs> anyway, I, I keep interrupting uh, you, but I'm just impressed. Okay. So
3: with all this, the background is filled with life is a lemon and I want my money back playing, playing this song. This is on on, on the, the sequel, the sequel that has the I'll Do Anything for Love uh, number two that came out. Now, realize, I want to give it. make sure you understand the timing of this. This is 2005. Okay. So there's, there's iPhones out. Um, no, not iPhones, but there's iPods, MP3, there's multi-disc. There is one disc in this jam box, and that's fucking Meatloaf, "Bad Out of the Hell." Too. That day, I heard that on repeat <laughs> four times. This was the only music playing.
0: I think this, this is barbecue. a story you told like in episode four. This sounds oddly reminiscent.
3: I, I may have talked about yeah. this at some point, but it is it is ingrained in my memory because it was the oddest uh, barbecue soundtrack I've ever yeah, heard that's, in my life. That's... So.
0: I always think of uh, my friend's mom who, like, after she got divorced, started drinking a lot and banging his friends. Uh, <laughs> when I think of this record, she that, that was right around the time when this album was fresh, though. Yeah, she would yeah. just, you know, come home from the bar and uh, just crank up the old meatloaf, baby. But then I remember uh, going up. I not, remember at going up not at a barbecue, though. <laughs> not at a barbecue.
3: And it was not, like, lo- it was, like, loud. And at one point I remember going over to, to Steve and just saying, like... Meatloaf, huh? He goes, yeah, man. And I was like, God, I don't care what your favorite band is in the world. You do not let the same CD play again and again and <laughs> again. That's torture for any band. Anyway, that's it. Jim Steinem, rest in peace. the Whatever, Nevermind series. But you found time to talk to George Lynch again. Yeah, well back on the program, bio. baby.
0: Nice. New, new project, The End Machine, with uh, Jeff Pilsen, formerly of Docking as well. Yeah, already broken up, I'm sure. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Contract paid. <laughs>
0: yeah. I asked him about that, did he listen, or is he moving on to the next thing? Oh, if I have not the next thing, I'm moving on. I love the fact that you asked him to
3: to list all the bands he's been part of. And I I think he got, I'm going to call, an 80% completion
0: rate. Not too bad, yeah. Not too bad. Almost in
3: order, so better than expected. But, yeah, he seemed a little salty, a little uh, reserved. Really? How so? Well, you know, every once in a while he was playing his guitar when you were asking him a question, but it sounded like it was out of tune, and and I just didn't know what he was doing. It was like he was just playing scales or adjusting scales. I don't play his, scales. I'm sorry, what
0: you said? You don't scal- play scales? You said scales? I don't play scales.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying he sounded like he was just. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, I'm not a guitarist, but he seemed. Oh, okay. So what did you think about his his gray hair? He looks like an older man,
0: yes? In what way? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what what is your favorite Dachan album? Do you like the uh the real older stuff, even with the bad
0: production? Well, I think it's obvious. So,
3: do you think you'd get better answers next time from from talking to George again, or the corpse of Daken? Who's going to give more of a detailed answer?
0: Uh, there's not going to be a next time, loose. <laughs> Can we move on here? Yeah, you get.
3: <laughs> I felt I was. Uh, I felt I was doing. That's the exactly just what now. it was
0: like interviewing him. Yeah. Very oh my odd. god.
3: But I'll just give you kudos because I enjoyed it actually more than the last one. I, I can understand being in the mix, but but the the questions, the answers, you still got some entertaining uh, content out of him, even though he seemed kind of a. Uh, uh, a bit dickish that day.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I, I don't take it personal. I've actually kind of heard things about him. I thought the first time he was on, he was great. But I, and as much as I liked the first interview, a listener actually messaged me and reminded me that the first time he was on, it sounded like he was doing dishes the entire time. So maybe he just he's a guy who who can't not be doing something. Yeah, he's a multitasker. H- how is he not a multitasker? Look at what he does for his life. Well, exactly. He's, I mean. Uh, it's unreal.
3: Yeah. And you even asked him, like, what have you been doing during COVID? And there was a fucking list of stuff he's been doing since since he's been in lockdown. So he, the man does not just sit around.
0: No, he does not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, God bless him. But, yeah, the next time, uh, uh, you know, he comes on uh, gonna get, get the opportunity, I'm probably going to pass. Because let me just uh, sum it up like this. Uh, George Lynch, kind of a dick. Yeah.
3: So that was the Ballad of Sleazy Rider off the latest Rob Zombie album called – excuse me to clear my throat <clears> – <throat> The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid <laughs> Eclipse Conspiracy. I've owned this for uh, a good amount of time. I still can't remember the title of this album, and all the titles are kind of ridiculous. But haven't been into Rob Zombie since probably – what is it called? Hellbilly? Yeah, Deluxe, for me he's been – um,
0: it was White Zombie and then um, the one solo album – as a live performer, I have enjoyed every time I've seen him. Uh, always, As well. always As delivered. Well. But yeah, yep. the, the albums have been largely
3: miss. I, I I can tell you that I don't think that he's ever put out a good, an entire entirely quality album. Like usually, kind of top heavy. Even the one that has Dracula, I can't pull it right now. It's Hell Billy something.
0: Hell, Hellbilly Deluxe is what you're talking about. It is. I was right. Okay. Even Hellbilly so Deluxe 2 wasn't that good. <laughs> no. No. Um, but, but, yeah. yeah. By oh, the way, he's one. doing a Munsters uh, uh, <laughs> remake uh, for, for fucking Netflix or Hulu or something. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, I, I liked his movie career until he did a sequel to Halloween, and I, it's been pretty much... I don't know. I guess I didn't mind lots of Salem or whatever, or Salem, whatever that was called. But Yeah, no, Lords I. I, I got to tell you, actually, the original. I got, I got Halloween. a shit Craig Smith for not having the of, or, or the of the, in, in embrace of the Alyssa Milano's boobies on your TV screens. So. Yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah.
3: And the new Grammatarian or whatever. Uh, but but with, with that said. You motherfucker. Uh, actually. Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, the first one, is one of the first movies. I, one of the only movies I've ever walked out on. Um, I just, I just thought. Sucked. I like the I first one. Uh, I didn't, I didn't care for any of the characters. I didn't care if any of them died. Basically, if it's a horror movie and I don't like anybody in the movie and I don't care if they die, I'm fucking out. What would so, you
0: think of A House of a Thousand Corpses? Uh, I think it's genius well, that was, to me. That was at least somewhat. Original and execution
3: and things That's like that.
0: Exactly, it was it was something unique. And I, even the the sequel, The Devil's Reject, was actually more of a solid movie. Um, yeah. Even though I probably prefer House of a Thousand Corpses, I, I, I would probably say, as far as quality, that the, the the Devil's Rejects is better. I haven't seen the third one though. Uh, at that point, I'm I'm done looking at his wife in in movies. So <laughs> exactly. So so the not.
3: breakdown is though that that I'm just going to give a quick album review on this since it sounds like you have not purchased and listened to in full. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I, was, uh, I gave it a And an again, in the cue as I like to say, sure. Yeah. And,
3: and I have not even besides the song that you featured on the show. Like I haven't even been interested in listening to album, Rob zombie, Rob album in a solid two decades is my point. And I was like, all right, I'll give this a spin. It has 17 tracks on it. it but it comes in only at about 40 minutes. Six or seven there's six or seven interludes and none of them are wastes of time. They are all like they go over they they vary in style to like Black Sabbath, you know, acoustic intros to nice. more electronic to all this kind of stuff that, but it my point is this album when we were making a joke about the uh, uh, the fast forward tape and finding the space in between, this is the same thing as like an Operation Mindcrime <laughs> or uh, the wall. There's no song would...
0: search on this fucker.
3: No, there's no way. It just flows. How Each would it work on eight track? It.
0: And what songs would they cut in half? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
3: But I gotta tell you, yeah. this has this is everything that is that if you're a Rob Zombie fan, this has everything that you'd want from them consistently with a variety of styles all, all the way right. through John Five. Is like I've always thought that that him in that band is kind of like bringing a, a gun to a knife fight. Like you don't really need all of his his talent in it, but really? he does some just awesome guitar work within it and very innovative. So anyway, I, recommend I think he's the kind That's... of
0: perfect kind of guitar player for Rob. You know, a little bit of a, a classic kind of guitar player, but also kind of that uh, industrial kind of uh, angle that he can pull in.
3: He just plays some really cool rhythm. I'm just saying that they don't have like big intricate solos usually, in there, but there's all kinds of cool breaks and bridges. If you like Rob Zombie, you will love this album. That's that's it. That's all I got. Well, Go what, if, what if
0: what if you didn't like Hellbilly, Hellbilly Deluxe, but you enjoyed everything afterwards?
3: Uh, <laughs> then you're an idiot because it has not been good. What else you got? What's what's in the news?
0: Uh, one maybe, of it, one of our. Um, uh, I don't know. We, we we like to call them mascots, but one of our early talking points, the, one of our early mascots, mm-hmm. Aaron Lewis. You you had a one of my favorite stories early on, and was like the, the whole you can do it thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at an acoustic oh, show. See,
3: when I told you about the accident, that actually made me laugh. I completely forgot about
0: that whole thing.
3: Do you want to hey, recap hey. that real quick? I can do it in thirty seconds. Yeah, go ahead. All right so uh, years ago uh, well actually Aaron Lewis has been doing this for like the last 15 years now since he did like the same thing he did this acoustic show and at one point it was very popular and he would command a pretty good audience in this case it was like a hard rock live situation where where you could get like 4,000 people in there to look at him and a goddamn guitar what a salesman to get him in there and that's all it was was him and at one point he has this big ego and he he wants to he he tells everybody in the, the crowd be quiet be quiet I'm very important and I'm doing this very important intro to the song and it gets completely quiet he starts playing ding,
2: ding, ding, and some unplugged
0: guy just goes, so you can only hear it like through the the acoustic oh yes that's, room. i'm sorry completely unplugged
3: from the amps So the point is he's just playing acoustic with nothing is his 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 is, uh his trick and then just one guy in the audience completely quiet just goes you can do it and he got so pissed walked off the stage all this stuff like what a douchebag he looks like a douchebag he is the worst endorsement for he like basically sells against anybody that owns a trucker hat, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, what I look, we're going to hammer down on the fact that he on the douchebag factor. How about that? <laughs> That's it. Uh, again, just like last week where we talked about Ted Nugent a little bit. Uh, stay tuned. By the way, we got an update there. <laughs> this is if you want to make this political, you can. But to me, this is about just kind of being ignorant and and not even really having the. The integrity that you supposedly... I right. don't like using things like the military, the church, or loving this country as a marketing tool. And as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of what he does. And I want to put an emphasis on the word tool. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's got a brand new song out that he debuted at, at some, one of those performances much like your own or that you saw. I guarantee he probably did that same whole bit, and hopefully nobody <laughs> lost their... Uh, senses and said anything, and uh, because he—that's not the only time he's lost his shit on stage. He's done it all the time. But uh, I'm actually going to lean on um, uh, MetalSucks.com. They actually had a nice little breakdown on it. So the song is called "Cleverly," and this is one of his solo country tracks. Oh boy, am I the only one? And it doesn't have a question mark in it. I love the fact that they point that out, but. uh <laughs> Uh basically this is one of those like you know uh he, he he's lamenting the direction the country's taken and wants us to uh you know push push pause and maybe reexamine some of those things and stop doing these things. So Metal sucks did a great job. If you, if it's okay, I would like to read from their site and kind of I'll go one oh, by I one. Love it. I on, love on, I love reads. Uh, on some of these lyrics. These are song lyrics. And in oh, and in the words of uh, whoever put this wonderful article together, here are some of the stupidest and therefore funniest lyrics from the song. <laughs> all right, so right. Let's go. Um, I- I'll open with uh, what they- the lyric, what they said, and then uh, toss it to you, and then we'll kind of go through a few of these. Is that all right?
3: Yes. I-, I feel that there might be a new show called Is This a Lewis or a Lie coming up <laughs>
0: here soon? What do you think? yeah uh, Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That's one of the best ideas I've heard from you in the last 10 seconds. (laughs) Okay, good. All right, so here's one of the lines. Uh, If you don't like it, there's the fucking door. If
2: you don't like it, there's a fucking
0: door. They just talk about the whole love it or leave it mentality that basically assumes that only conservatives have a right to their opinion. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they have just left the entire country when Biden just won? Again, I'm not trying to make this political, to believe what you want to believe or, or have your own ideology, but that is th- what that says.
3: I like my way or the highway better than if you don't like it, there's the fucking door, because there's a rhyme, it has a better flow. I think he should have nice. milked that instead. So, Like Paul that's Stanley did in the
0: classic Kiss track, My Way. Yeah, exactly. Actually, he was uh, more like, if you don't play my game, I won't play. Uh, more like a, right. a petulant child. Yes, he uh, wanted
3: to do things his way. His own unique, you know, way of doing things.
0: But he wasn't but, uh, asking please. people that, to leave the country just to leave him.
3: Exactly. That was. It was more. He of was a, just
0: going to take his ball and go home. People could do what they right. wanted to. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, the next lyric here is: "Am I the only?" <laughs> <laughs> this go guy ahead. is such a fucking dick. Am I the only go one ahead. willing to bleed or take a bullet for be- being free? Am I the only one?
2: willing to bleed take a bullet for being free
0: how many years in the the military do you want to guess loose uh, give me your best what's the over under on years served hold uh, on that- for a second let me
3: get let me get my uh, uh abacus and let yes. me move these around just okay.
0: this I come up with zero. According to uh, uh, Metal Sucks, there is uh, no evidence that uh, Lewis would bleed or take a bullet for being free. The uh, okay. <laughs> next lyric that they, they, they highlight here is, As statues come down in a town near you.
2: As a statues coming down in a town near
0: you. Now this seems to be Lewis advocating for the continued celebration of racist Confederate leaders. Sure. Do you know what state Aaron Lewis Hails from? Um, I am going to
3: say he is from Jacksonville, Florida, because he seems like a Jacksonville Florida man.
0: <laughs> well, he seems to have adapted Florida man as a as a, as a, as a uh, maybe he identifies as Florida man, but he is actually and as a guy who probably hates anybody who says they identify as something they're not. Yeah. Lewis is from Massachusetts, which, of course, uh, anybody who took history in first grade knows they fought for the Union. So even if you, you wanted to to uh, um, honor the people who lost the war in your southern state, uh, Lewis is, uh, once again, a bit not, not exactly a guy with a ton of conviction is all I'm getting at here.
3: I think that if you if you if you did like the whole Ancestry.com thing, that you would find that he is ninety percent Florida man.
0: What do you think? Ah, uh, you know what? I think he's playing a role. I think he's. He, <laughs> I think this is all marketing. I think. I think ancestry.com would find out that um, he might be a distant relative of uh, uh, I don't know the Kennedy family, the the, the kind of that the part of the family that seems a little slow. Sure, That's... and
3: I think I think the breakdown is ninety percent Florida man, five percent Neanderthal, and five percent just plant any kind of plant.
0: <laughs> what do you think? Well, you just contradicted everything I, I, I just said. So, uh, you, damn you, it! By, by starting with sure, <laughs> so, no, I think this guy's Yankee through and through. He is not. Uh, uh, I think he's a pretend Florida man. I, mm. I think uh, he he wants to. Uh, uh, I don't know, print bumper stickers and sell them. He does not actually have the conviction, uh, the courage of his convictions. But I have one last lyric then. How about that? How is, have you heard this song? Does it have some good melodies and hooks? Um, well for the only, or, p-
3: or is he consistent and there's neither of those? It's just like stained in all of his other
0: I would <laughs> describe this as la- lazy country. I'm just going to call it lazy country. I'm
3: hoping he does a, a rewrite of "It's Been a While." this just uh, with these <laughs> lyrics.
0: Imagine if uh, Hootie, and, Hootie and the Blowfish uh, was <laughs> fronted by Aaron. Uh, That—that's what I think. Yeah. So,
3: oh boy, that's a good one. I like that.
0: All right. So uh, the last lyric I'm going to share with you here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love what the, uh, Metal Sucks says with this. So I'm going to—I'll read the lyric and just uh, read the first sentence of their their follow-up. So the the lyric is, am I the only one who quits singing along every time they play a Springsteen song?
2: Am I the only one who quits singing along every time they play a Springsteen
0: song? Damn! That is a sick burn, brah! I
3: don't even get it. He's so this is this is a uh, uh, dissing Springsteen.
0: Yeah, um, apparently uh, Springsteen's not American enough for for Mr. Lewis. Okay, you know what it was? Is that that show you you were at? That was Springsteen in the audience yelling, "You can do it, man! You can do it!"
3: <laughs> it all
0: comes full circle. There's it was him.
3: It.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right.
0: For you, L.C. I know. I'm sorry, L.B.S. Uh, whatever we're going to be calling you from this point on. <laughs> I yeah, whatever. Whatever you've been calling big, me, big, this baby episode? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, oh boy, Biggie Smalls. Uh, it, it, there is uh, a, a one of these uh, biopics coming out on Netflix. Another one, much like they did with the Dirt, uh, by a band that is definitely near and dear to to both of us, or at least as, as far as our knowledge base goes. Uh, KISS has their own shitty fucking biopic coming out, uh, a Netflix-produced one, and they're going to call it Shout It Out Loud.
2: Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah!
0: Well, all right. Oh,
3: no. I do always love the fact that KISS comes out with doing the same thing at least two years later after everybody else does it, <laughs> you know, when it when it goes to these trends. But, but was... Remind me on this, though. Did they start The Dirt? I remember The Dirt was in, in like, uh Oh, there's so many
0: incarnations. I don't think it ever actually started filming, but it was Until bought. Until Netflix and, yeah, paid exactly. for it, yeah. right?
3: Okay, okay. So finally Netflix picked it up, and they went forward with it, because that one was interesting. So this is – uh, has, has Netflix done any other band uh, biopics besides Dirt?
0: Off the top of besides my head, Motley? I'm not sure, but –
3: yeah, here's my can I can I just take my uh, yeah. my guess yep. of how this is going to go? Okay, first off, it's going to be PG rated. <laughs> it's not going to be like the first off. I I did not enjoy the dirt. I thought it was too too much. You liked it, you thought it was a good hurt, but for me, it was that's like, I, so, I didn't yeah. Even... I mean,
0: it, the movie was fucking horrible. Uh, okay, and and I would not sit through it a second time, except. I I I 100% meant, meant it then. I'll, I'll mean it now. Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy Lee was was spot on, brilliant.
3: Sure, but I mean like like that that the the dirt movie was like uh, I think there was probably 750 fucks in that movie. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's like a well, point that's I'm way like, too low. You think so? <laughs> okay. In general, so my my whole thing is that uh, first off it's going to be a kiss biopic so it's going to be the narrative obviously controlled it's not uh, by paul and gene there are going to be some exaggerations up you know like all these things uh, uh, these things go probably the sequence of events is going to be off it's going to make our heads explode more than any other band because we know all the minutia wouldn't you say um,
0: that we're going to you well, know, you just probably, described every biopic, to be honest with you. I know, you, but, you, but mean, you know there's going
3: to be a part that's based in 1985. Where will this one piss me off out more out than every
0: other one? Of course it will. Yeah, just just yes, like Motley Crue I mean. was the closest to me that I've ever had one of those movies made. So that yep. was the one that was like, that's fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. This one is going to set my personal meter off, but I'm going to counter you. as If people who liked Queen liked that Queen Bohemian Rhapsody movie... There is no easier audience to please than KISS fans. They, these, <laughs> This will be heaped praise by the, 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 the KISS podcasters of the world. The, the Shout Out Loudcasters may have a critical view of it, but only in the sense of like they, how they still watched it 18 times. Every one of these is bad. No matter who the band is, no matter who the topic is, from the doors to the to, to Queen to the Dirt to every to the stupid VH one Def Leopard one. They are always bad. To Airheads, a made up band. It is never good when it's a pick. Rockstar of- is unwatchable. Yeah. Yes. And, and 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 the only
3: part that's good in Rockstar is where Mark Wahlberg breakdances during the credits to uh uh to Marky Mark music. But that's how bad the
0: fucking movie was. Oh, man. the movie, yeah, I 100% agree. There is a little bit of Jennifer Aniston's butt crack in there. I, I would put that above <laughs> seeing Marky yeah, Mark dance not a believable, a song. She's not a
3: believable, not a believable groupie.
0: She needs to be a little dirty. Nothing was believable about. And any time a movie has a rock band, and more importantly, a rock band's manager, nothing is believable. It is all. Nope. It, actually kind of insulting. And I don't understand why people just clamor to this, but so I don't give a fuck how bad this is. People are gonna dig it, so and it's gonna be fucking horrible. And you were right; it's gonna be fucking PG. It's gonna be Gene and Paul controlling you know their side of the story. Uh, I would even bet if you if you clock the minutes, uh, Gene and Paul have equal, exactly equal amount of screen time, whatever character plays them to, and then about ten percent. Ace and Five Percent Peter. Uh, I'm I'm throwing that out there now.
3: I'm going to make my prediction right now. This yeah. movie is going to start with the formation of the band, like most most biopics obviously do, in 1973 or 72 or whatever it is. It is going to end before dynasty. It's going to sh- it's going to it's it, the arc is going to be almost like these uh, banger films where it just ends. Kind of like, you're
0: basically every- saying it's going to be like the dirt
3: i guess so it's gonna it's gonna end there and then it's gonna show their reunion in in 96 and it's gonna end that's gonna be the the arc of it they're not gonna go through the 80s and the unmasked and all this kind of stuff like that that's what i predict
0: well here's for... what they're reporting go ahead it might not even go as far as you're thinking but uh all right well okay so here's what's being reported right now that this was just announced today as we're recording this on the 21st of april um Kisses Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley will reportedly be closely involved in the making of Shout Out Loud which will focus on the two band leaders upbringing in Queens, New York the forging of their unlikely friendship and the genesis of their world conquering band it will (laughs) also incorporate the myriad stadium ready anthems including the titular Shout It Out Loud and Rock and Roll All Night big surprise though, two songs are going to be involved, huh? Yeah. But this is where uh, we're going, man. I mean, all these artists, all these there's like a couple of companies buying all the publishing rights to all these 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 bands, right? Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is maximize profit. So, I, oh, it's a profit deal. Kiss sold, yeah. Kiss sold their publishing I think years ago uh, in, in some sort of probably uh, as much as much as people like to talk about Gene, especially being a great businessman, in a horrible move because that's why they're not involved in any of these reissues from Universal uh, on vinyl and all the the, the the deluxe editions and things. If you like these shitty fucking movies, get ready for a ton of them because this is just going to be coming as far as I'm concerned. Now, there was a... A kind of, um, you remember for a stretch there, like the the Eagles and Rush and all these other bands had these kind of like glut of like all these like documentaries that were really good. Like the Foo Fighters had one in there and and Kiss had one that was being worked on, but that actually ended up getting scrapped largely because Gene and Paul, like the guy was like, you guys are just a little too involved. You want to shape the story instead of letting me tell it.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, anytime, anything that's going to be interesting. I think that was going
0: to be called You Wanted the Best. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That's my that, point. That was the that, most recent. Always- but that was an actual documentary, not a biopic. Right. I, right, I'll, right. I'll take a documentary hands down every day, even a bad one over a biopic. Yep. Biopics are stupid. I agree. Yeah, uh, that, that's
3: going to be much more interesting. But, yeah, that, that's what I think is going to be, um, you know, I, first off, their upbringing or anything like that. Yeah. If it's if it's more than five minutes of that, I don't care about that. That's the stuff like the first part of the biography where you just flip through the first hundred pages and then you get to
0: in the end. Yeah, band. It is, I actually it's credit formed. the guy who wrote the the script for the Dirt for just kind of like getting right to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? yeah, you, you like, gotta, if there's one thing, it's like we didn't hear how any of these guys related to their parents or stuff. Not, don't care. Not too much. You know what I mean? No, enough, enough to get it. That Nikki, we we get it. You hate your dad. Uh, th- yeah,
3: that's it. Let's let's get into the the stuff. But uh, it it'll be very disappointed if they don't you know uh, leave some of the more I don't know risque uh, things from from the seventies and going forward. But I am also going to predict that this movie is going to be exactly ninety <laughs> minutes. It's not going to be anything more. It's going to be the minimum expectation. For what a movie length should be, it's going to be ninety no minutes
0: more. with credits.
3: Yes, with credits and the intro and the little uh, all the companies involved stuff in the beginning.
0: Yes, I have two predictions. Go ahead, Joe Polo's going to watch this while laying in bed, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Julian Gill will will pay for it, but something will happen. <laughs> His service his on the internet internet will go out? day. The internet will go out in San Francisco, and he won't be able to watch. It.
3: <laughs> he'll he'll pay for it three times and never be able to watch it. Every time he downloads it, the, the whole system, the whole the whole interwebs, crash on him. What do you think? <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> and he ends up buying it again on Blu-ray when it when it comes out special edition, and it gets cracked by the Amazon driver.
0: Oh, uh, and Matt Portable watching it on his phone at work. <laughs>
3: The last episode, we talked about the Nuge and nudge. Him. Yeah, the Wang Dinger.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The Scratcher. The Wang. Did I ever say he's a Wang Dinger? I think I did.
0: He is, he's wa- yeah, you said he's a Wang Dinger. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Just, that's yeah. Bad.
3: He, you know, <laughs> he didn't believe in COVID, and he was mad about. Things for the first 18 versions of it, uh, not being as is <laughs> talked about, versus the 19th version. And what happened? Ted got COVID. Same day our our, our episode came out, and uh, I call that karma. Thanks, I Ted. Think we did that? Yeah, thanks, sir. If People are googling COVID and nudes. They might come up with a ridiculous show on yeah. the old uh, Google machine.
0: And it's is it. It's interesting you mentioned karma because karma became a more popular phrase used on the Cobras On Fire group on Facebook that day.
3: Mm. Exactly. See, trending. Mm. The word karma. Nuge karma. Yeah, very narrow trending, but yeah, it was trending. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad for that trending. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was very odd that he was... He really went into it saying he felt like he was dying. <laughs> he, felt, he felt terrible and all this stuff. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't just take the hit and shut the fuck up. If you have all these conspiracy theories, you know what I mean? It kind of just defeats all of your rants up to this point.
0: But I like the fact at the very end, he, he or very beginning, he's like, everybody told me that I should not announce this. He's like, so you do have people around you that give you advice that you should take. Uh, and he don't take it. <laughs> well, he didn't take it. He, they must have been saying, "Don't go out and say COVID's fake."
3: No, they don't give him that advice. They said, "Don't, don't, don't reveal the truth," and he did. Oh, the old Nuge seventy two point four on this earth,
0: it, and apparently he announced this uh, during an episode of uh, his internet show called Spirit Campfire. Uh. Oh, uh, I'm not aware of that. Were you? Uh...
3: No, but uh, no. I was just saying that that I heard that uh, Chikini is uh, noted as a top fan <laughs> on that page.
0: Oh my god! I think uh, I think Ted uh, uses uh, pictures of uh, Chikini as kindling to start the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fire. <laughs> the Every time campfire, he sends, yeah. A... <laughs> yeah. Uh... So
3: he sends pictures of himself for Ted to sign. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Ted signs him and then starts the spirit campfire with him. Uh, I'd like to thank Brother Mark Cicchini. Oh, my God. Yeah, he'd never been so sick in his life. Did you hear how he was going to – well, I think he at that time he finally beat it, but did you hear how? Uh, with the Jesus? No, actually, the same way that he also cured Sebastian Bach's alcoholism's Alcoholism in the uh, uh, what was that VH1 show called? Just Rockstar uh, oh, or I Super can't Band remember. or Super Group.
3: Super yeah, group. so yeah, uh,
0: mm-hmm. so Sebastian got hammered on some cheap wine one day and Ted decided he's an alcoholic and then basically, like almost like Mr. Miyagi slapping Daniel shoulder, he slapped his hands around uh, Sebastian's head and basically gave him willpower. Ted mm. beat COVID with I'm sorry, the Chinese shit. With willpower,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, get it right, uh, Oriental. Yeah. Shit, uh per yeah, well, per I, the Nuge.
0: Apparently, he's, he's uh, uh, at least evolved to be Orientals. Hmm. Good.
3: I'm, I'm very proud of him. He's uh, he's really grown up. I can't. Four I years can't ago, it a... would have been
0: the Oriental shit. Yeah. Today, exactly. it's Chinese shit. Hmm. Well, I have a little oh. thing. Did you have more, by the way? <laughs> no. Please continue. I just. Well, We just talked about it in the last episode where he was doing the whole what happened in covid 1 through 18. I started to see a pattern. I actually noticed something there that that Ted is actually grieving. His whole financial existence, it, it might be just a big house of cards. You know what I mean? Who knows how well this guy has done with money. We've already exposed him as an idiot, so he probably isn't great with cash is all I'm getting at. Ted is grieving, and I have put together a pattern that basically shows the five stages of grief. you know. So we'll, we'll call mm-hmm. this the five stages of grief, the new tradition. The first stage of, of, of grief is denial. Last August, Ted the, uh, announced that the coronavirus was a leftist scam to destroy Trump. The key word there is scam. It's not true. He's denying it. Okay. Anger. Fast forward to just this last March. Ted said he wouldn't take the vaccine because he doesn't trust them. He called vaccine them, first of all. That, that tells you something right there. Um, that it's not a real pandemic. Later that month, he attacked the effectiveness of wearing a mask. Like, he attacked it. He's angry. Don't wear a mask. It's stupid. I'm the new Right, right. The rage. Yeah, the next stage we all know is bargaining. We covered mm. in the last episode of Cobras and Fire that Ted seemed desperate as he lamented the lack of touring again. Why no lockdown for COVID-1 through-18? He's suggesting we end the lockdown. Like he's desperate to get out there. He's begging. He's bargaining. and come, of course. Uh, come April 19th or April 20th when it was reported, whenever it came out, we hit depression, the fourth stage. He announced he got COVID and he was actually quite sick. Ted being 72 years old, as you... Quickly pointed out, he corrects to say seventy two point four to be exact, as if he's mm-hmm. trying to convince us that he's smart is among the risk groups of people that were, you know, for this 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 uh, virus. So he was taking an added risk this, this entire time. But yeah, uh, it, it just seemed like he, he's he's depressed. He's never been so sick. He got the Chinese shit. What a pain in the ass. He could hardly crawl out of bed the last few days. So he was officially tested for COVID-19. So so that just leaves acceptance, the, the, the fifth stage loose. So we were fortunate enough to sit down with Ted and have our own little Cobras and Fire intervention to try to lead Ted, the horse, to the mm-hmm. water that is yes. acceptance. We just wanted to help the Nuge because we are probably the two most caring podcasters on the planet, especially when it comes to the well-being of... Uh, uh, the Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent. Yeah, so. I, I. You say horse
3: leading a horse to water. I say leading the punting to hydro.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, here, it, it, so let's get into it. Let's short the listeners here. We are here with the uh, Motor City Madman himself, Ted Nugent, heavy into the throes of COVID nineteen. What up, Ted? Uh, six feet, bro.
1: Well, there's a beautiful. Beginning of a sunset right there, and Uncle Ted is back. We have much spirit here at the Nugent epicenter of shit-kicker freedom, goodwill and decency, and we're about to come on with the uh, definitive We the People campfire.
0: Right on, man. That sounds like uh, a rip-roaring good time, but... uh, uh, Are you sure you're up for it, Ted? You probably
1: can't tell, because my positive spirit, my positive attitude, plows right through all the negative. But I got an announcement to make, and everybody told me I should not announce this.
0: Sounds juicy. What is it?
1: Hey, planet Earth. My name is Ted Nugent.
0: Hmm. Not going to lie, I was kind of expecting more. uh... LC, you got any questions for the Nuge? Have you ever had the flu?
1: I have had... Flu symptoms for the last ten days. Have just—I thought I was dying. I mean, just a clusterfuck. Is it? See that sunshine over there?
0: Any chance you—you uh, you, you got COVID nineteen?
1: Today is uh, the nineteenth. Is that right?
0: It's actually the twenty-first. Nineteenth
1: the of April, twenty twenty-one.
0: The twenty-first. During clusterfuck
1: pandemic, Chinese virus attack twenty-one. I was tested positive today. I got the Chinese shit.
0: Uh, crab Rangoon?
1: Instead of answering those questions, I said to the doctor, Hey, doc, if I uh, test positive, what will you do different if I test negative? All right, I'll repeat that question. A well, doc, a number of doctors, which I truly revere. I revere, in fact, I thank the doctors. Thank you for dedicating your life to making people well. The Hippocratic Oath... Do no harm. Well, let me ask you, Doc, if I test positive, what will you do different than if I test negative? And the doctor went, nothing. But it's good to know. I said, well, hang on a second, Doc. If I test positive for the Chinese virus, what will you do different for me than if I test negative? And all the doctors said, nothing. (laughs) And he said, but it's good to know. And I said, You know, Doc, I never went to college. I was too busy learning shit. If you say so. And I know the English language pretty good. I'm not a Webster's dictionary, but I can make my point and I can grasp general dialogue. I said, Doc, you say it's good to know. What would be the good from knowing? If you can't do anything different for me if I test positive than if I test negative, you say it's good to know. What's the good? If it's good to know, what good are you offering me? What good? There's no good. It's not good to know. There's nothing you're going to do. <laughs>
3: Goofballs. That makes sense to me.
1: So anyhow, my name is Ted Nugent. Happy uh, April 19th. Is today the 19th?
0: Uh, it's the 20th. Wingo. You know, never.
1: Hallelujah. I'm basically homebound. Great song. I'm homebound, i.e. quarantined. Barack. Must be all the toxins. <laughs> so anyhow.
0: I, I do have more questions, Ted, but if you if you need some rest, by all means, uh...
1: I'm, I can't believe I'm feeling good enough to even do this tonight, but I d I am. I'm not really, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm I'm notorious for plowing through any obstacles, including a positive test for Chinese nineteen. <laughs>
0: Any chance I could convince you to lay off the spitting? That's a no.
1: There's a rattly cough for you. I can't believe some T-Rex hasn't emerged from some of the snot that I've spit out this afternoon. But I, Ted Nugent, not only am sicker than a dog, but I was tested positive for COVID-19. I've been, around, I've been around a long time, 72.4 years to be exact, and it's been quite an adventure. And I'm not even warmed up yet. I'm not even, I'm, I qualify as Lewis Clark and a whole gaggle of Sacagaweas, but I have never been so sick.
3: So, Ted, you mentioned you were 72.4 years old. Now, are you, are you uh, basing that math on a 10-month year? Truth, logic, and common sense. Um, according to who? We the people. You are friends with the My Pillow guy. How often do you two hang out?
1: What a great guy the My Pillow! I'm telling you, as the enemies of America attack and try to destroy the lives of entrepreneurs and businesses who stand up for God, family, and country, which is exactly what Mike Lindell stands for with My Pillow. We will be announcing, and I think I've already listed it. Now that I'm back on Facebook back on Facebook. well, I'm, I'm allowed back in the town square and exercised by First Amendment rights. What? The? So Mike Lindell and my pillow, we have a code. I think you go to the uh, radio listeners on his uh, MyPillow.com and you type in spirit.
0: So not friends in the traditional sense, more like friends in the give me some money and I will say nice things about you sense. The code
1: word Spirit. And he's offering some killer discounts. And so let's support MyPillow.com. And you put in the uh, radio listener code
0: SPIRIT. Dear Lord, do you even own a MyPillow?
1: The dogs love their MyPillow dog beds.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but hey, real quick, would you mind signing a copy of Great Gonzo's for my friend Mankini? Looks
1: like they're trying to cut me off here.
0: <laughs> All right, well, we really appreciate your time, Ted.
1: Thanks a lot, Ted. Boy, I wish you could see all the deer out here on the Serengeti right now.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the Cobras on Fire podcast. It cleanses the soul. Well, that was pointless. Yeah, it's, uh, we really didn't really gain any ground. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, that show Intervention is <laughs> going to be calling us anytime to help out with uh, uh, no. any further cases. Uh, we, I don't know if it's Ted, but it might be us. We, we do we suck at interventions.
3: I think we do i think we need to move on to trying to cure hoarders what do you think
0: all right yeah I, you've been fixing you've been working on that with me for too long uh, you'd be great at it
3: <laughs> yeah you're you're half cured look forward to a new netflix uh, biopic on nugent that that will uh what are they going to uh, call it they're going to call
0: it stranglehold wango tango cat scratch Strangle... finger it's got to be a song title De- right
3: no definitely called stranglehold and it's it's the arc is that really uh, peak period of of that he had between 1975 and March of 1975? It's actually a 15-minute movie.
0: Actually, it's going to be a 90-minute biopic only involving the uh, <laughs> uh, Little Miss Dangerous uh, era of Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. So,
3: not a, not familiar with what not the 91 fuck you're talking minutes, about.
0: not 89 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 90 minutes with credits.
3: All right, man, can we get out of here?
0: Yeah, man, it's always fun talking to you. I'm glad you're you're feeling better with your diver down chest. Thank you very much. Ruck's not dead. But look for the biopic coming soon on Netflix. No, that's uh, it's not love, but oh. Dream Warriors is.
2: <laughs> Hold on.